perhaps because few traditions uh, have survived about him. Isaac provides a direct link between the crucial figures of Abraham and Jacob. Now, how's that for a kind of a slap in the face to a, to a patriarch? Hey, we just needed him to get from Abraham to Jacob. Well, he's, uh, he's in one of the more famous stories that a lot of us recognize when Abraham almost sacrificed him, but he didn't say too much. Bottom line, we, we may have accounts of him in our scripture, but not too many felt board stories were told about him other than the almost sacrifice. So today we have a special treat. Kids, we have invited Isaac to come and share a little bit about his story. That's going to take place a little bit later. Today, though, we want to worship a God well. We want to be fully present with each other. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, Pastor James was right. This is a good-looking group of people. Most of you. You got some work to do still. Good morning and good morning and good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, don't touch my skirt. Kids, Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hey, is there any kids that would like to come sit in the front that are not up here yet? <gasps> Hi, Bailey. Come forward, my friends. I would like to introduce you to myself. I am Isaac. Really, I am Isaac. I am patriarch Numero dos. Number two, right behind my dad Abraham and right after, right before, right after, I'm number two, whatever that means. I have a son that will also be a patriarch, but I too am a patriarch. When Pastor James called me this past week, he told me that you didn't know too much about who I was, so he said, can you come and tell them a little bit about yourself? And I, of course, said, yes, so I will. And, and a lot of the things I tell, almost all the things I tell will be directly out of Scripture, so you can go and read the story of Scripture to find the story best. This little fellow in the front is grinning at me. I'm not quite sure why. So, Pastor James wanted me to tell you the story about myself, and most people begin their stories of... I was born in such and such a place at such and such a time. Oh, good, we've got more people listening. But I will begin my story slightly different. I am a child of promise. Hmm. I am a child of the promise. God promised my parents, Abraham and Sarah, when they were really, 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 really old, that they would have a son. The two of them would have a son. I am that child. Now, I don't remember it much, but when I was eight days old, I went through a certain covenant rite, and I was the first little boy to go through that covenant rite. All the other men had gone through it when they were older, but God made that covenant with my dad, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. You can ask your parents in about 10 years. I don't remember much of my childhood. I don't. But I do know I had a big brother. His name was Ishmael. And he was like, let's see, 13 or 14 years older than me. Let's see. 
Dad had him when he was 86, and he had me when he was 100. So, yes, 13 or 14 years older than me. I, for some reason, didn't get to spend too much time with my brother growing up. Apparently, my dad sent him away with his mom. See, his mom and my mom were different moms, and dad said something about there being tension in the family tents, and so he sent his mom and my brother away. I didn't ask for more details. I just knew that growing up, I didn't have a brother to have slingshot battles with or sword fights with, and we never got to do sleepovers together. But later on, when we were both quite old, we did get together and we buried my dad when my dad died. But that's, that's skipping way too far forward, way too fast. Let's go back to my childhood. When I was your age, I don't remember much of my childhood, but there was this one event that I do remember. Now, the Bible said that God and my dad both called me a lad, which means I hadn't hit adolescence yet. Anyways, there, there was this time, I may have been yeah, one of your guys' ages, when my dad got me up really, really early in the morning, and we grabbed our favorite donkey and a couple of servants, and we went out to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Now, after walking for a long time, we walked for three days. After walking for a long time, dad had the servants stay put, and he said, you and I are going to go make this sacrifice. And I was so excited, I got to carry the wood. And my dad got to carry the knife and the fire. And I remember it didn't take too long for me to realize that something was missing. The animal to sacrifice. So I asked my dad, Dad, where's the animal? And he said something about, God will provide a sheep. Right? And I trusted my dad. So we kept going. Hey, kids, just to make sure we're on the same page, when I talk about my dad, who am I talking about? Do you know who? Any of you? Yes? Abraham, thank you. Thank you. That, that actually helped all the adults, too, because I don't think any of them knew the answer. When I talk about my dad, I'm talking about Abraham. So anyways, the story continued. I, I don't remember exactly how it went, because I think that... Uh, I suppress the memories. I've gone to my happy place when I, when I talk about it. But I, I know that I tried to read the Bible story about it once, and it just left out a lot of my thoughts and my emotions and, and what God was doing. I don't remember if I struggled with my dad or not. I, I don't remember if I yelled for help or not. I, I don't remember if I was just plain numb. I just know that at one point I was walking up the mountain carrying the wood, and then the next point I was tied to an altar with my dad with his knife over his head about to strike. Apparently God was pleased with him that he would sacrifice the child of promise. Obviously, since I'm sitting here today, he didn't sacrifice me. But you guys probably knew that story, didn't you? That's one you've heard before? Yeah? Let me see if I can tell you a few stories of things about my life you didn't know about me. My mom was Sarah, and she and I were really, really close. How many? Raise your hands if you love your mom. And if your hand's not up, moms, look away. 
<laughs> Mom and I were really, really close, but she died when I was 37 years old. And it was really, really hard for me. It was hard for my dad, too. We missed Mom really, really a whole bunch. We were sad, and, and I watched as my dad left my mom's body and went to the Hittite elders and said, I, I need to buy a cave, and I need to buy some land. And I was so impressed by how calm Dad was. Dad and I, we grieved for Mom for a long, long time. It was close to three years later. So how old would I have been? Any of the adults listening? I would have been 40. So my dad looks at me and says, son, it's time for you to get married. I'm going to find you a wife. But see, he didn't want me to find a wife among the, the, the girls that we were living with because we were foreigners. So, so dad sent his oldest servant to go find me a wife. And I tell you what, as I walked that guy, watched that guy walk off, I thought to myself, could he walk any faster? Please? He's going to get my wife. I was so excited because I knew the next time I would see him, he'd have the woman I was going to marry. And it seemed like he was gone forever. Oh, I guess how he found my wife was pretty cool. You should go home and tell your parents you want to read Genesis chapter 24 because that's the cool story of how he found my wife. So there was one evening, since I wasn't there, I'll let the Bible tell it, but there was one evening where I was out in the fields and my servant had been gone like what seems like forever and I was out in the field meditating. Mm -hmm. Some people think I was reflecting on what my wife would look like. Other people think I was thinking about God. I won't tell you which I was doing until later. Because the Bible says I was meditating. And then I looked up and I saw the camels coming. And every ounce of me wanted to hike up my man's skirt and run. But that is not the dignified thing to do. So I walked to meet them. And I remember Rebecca. I remember her seeing me coming and sliding off the camel and, and putting a veil over her face. And I remember her just standing there listening while the old servant told the entire story of how he found her. It was a long story. And I just kept looking at Rebecca. And I knew that God was in this. So that very night, Rebecca and I went home and we got married. We became husband and wife. And I loved Rebecca deeply. She was a, actually a good comfort to me too, while I still missed my mom a bit. Oh, that is such a great, great memory. Rebecca. Hmm. Let's see, should I tell you more about myself? Yeah? Okay, good. Thank you for saying that. We would have been really short had you not. Let's talk about my family. Rebecca and I, we had two sons. We had twins. That's right. But it didn't happen very quickly. The Bible it tells about it in one small verse. In Genesis 25, verse 25, 21, it said, Isaac, that's me, pleaded with the Lord on his wife's behalf because she was unable to have children. And the Lord answered Isaac's prayer and Rebecca became pregnant with twins. Now it kind of sounds like I prayed, God answered, right? I didn't have my kids, my boys, till I was 60 years old. So how long did I have to wait? 
Yeah? 20 years. 20 years after I got married, before my boys were born, but it was worth it. Oh, was it ever worth it. I loved those boys. Esau and Jacob. They were a couple of little rugrats, always wrestling, always arguing, always seeming to compete against each other. I bet none of you have brothers and sisters that you do that with, do you? No? Do you guys compete? Yeah, okay. That's good. You compete with your brothers and sisters? Yeah. You don't. You know I do. You know you do. Do you do too? You guys scratch each other. See, that's how it was with my boys, Esau and Jacob. Oh, I loved them. But don't tell them I kind of loved Esau better. Okay? Because he was like a manly man. He would go out and he would hunt and he would hang out in the outdoors and he liked camping and he loved to do those sorts of things. And I love Jacob too, but Jacob was kind of a quiet boy and he liked to stay around the tents. So his mom really liked him better. But don't tell them. There was this time when my younger son Jacob, actually a couple times, when he tricked his older brother Esau into giving him some very important things. And there was this one time where Jacob actually tricked me really, really good. See, I was about to give the, give the blessing to my oldest son. And I said, go out, hunt, do your manly man things, and bring me a meal, and I'll give you a blessing. And, and next thing you know, this boy says, Dad, I've come back, and I've made you the meal. And I wasn't quite convinced, so I said, who are you? Well, I'm Esau. Well, come here, let me, let me see. And I felt his arm, and it was hairy like Esau's arm. And I said, let me give you a kiss. So he leaned in, and really I was like, yeah, you smell like the outdoors. Okay, you must be Esau. And then I ate the food, and it tasted like Esau's food, so I gave him the blessing. And it was Jacob. He had tricked me. Oh, I was so mad that I trembled uncontrollably. And I still get frustrated thinking about that time. Oh, oh, man. i talk about something else. Let's see. You know what else I don't like? I don't like conflict. You guys know what that is? I don't like when like, people argue and when there's like debates and things. There, there was this time when I was grown and I was like my wife and we, we were having kids and I got really rich. And, and the king in the land that we were living, he came to me, King Abimelech, and he said, you've got to leave. You're too rich. You're too powerful. And, and I didn't argue. I just left. So I walked a long ways, and I found a well that my dad, Abraham, had dug. So I dug it back up, and I got to the water, and I was real excited I was going to stay there. But then some of the local men came and said, that's our well. And I didn't argue. I just left. So I walked some more, and I found another well, and I dug that up. And same thing happened. Men came and said, that's our well. And I didn't argue. I just left. See, I didn't like conflict. Finally, on the third well I dug, nobody came and claimed it, so we stayed there. Man, and speaking of conflict, though, oh, Esau, my oldest son, his wives drove me nuts. There was two of them, Judas and Basemath. I don't even know how to pronounce her name, Basamathe. Anyways, they look it up in the Bible. It says that, that his wives drove me and Rebecca crazy. Oh, there I go getting bothered again. Oh, I'm sorry. When Pastor James called me and told me to come, he told me he wanted me to tell you about who I was. 
Okay, and I'm hoping you're getting the feeling of who I am. But I thought, with technology being what it is, that old man Isaac would make a YouTube video about who I am. Yeah, so I looked on YouTube, and wouldn't you know it, there's already a song that's all about me on YouTube. Do you guys want to watch it? You want to watch a short, a short song about me? Okay, so let's watch it, and then afterwards you can tell me if you know how that's about me. Hey, little bear, where'd you learn that song? You, Daddy. Oh, you ready to go? Okay. <laughs> Town, just my boy and me With a happy meal in his booster seat Knowing that he couldn't have the toy Till his nuggets were gone A green traffic light turned straight to red I hid my brakes and mumbled under my breath His fries went a-flying and his orange drink covered his lap Well, in my four-year-old set a four-letter word it started with S, and I was concerned, so I said, son, now where'd you learn to talk like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad, ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo, I want to be like you and eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We got cowboy boots and camo pants, yeah, we're We got back home and I went to the barn I bowed my head and I prayed real hard Said, Lord, please help me help my stupid self The next side of bedtime later that night Turning on my son's Scooby-Doo night light he crawled out of bed and he got down on his knees He closed his little eyes, folded his little hands Spoke to God like he was talking to a friend And I said, son, now where'd you learn to pray like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad, ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo, I wanna be like Like, hey, won't we, Dad? We 
Did you guys see how that was all about me? No? No? Well, let me tell you how, okay? And here's, I'm going to need a little help from you guys in just a little bit. The kid in the video, he really wanted to be like his dad, right? I mean, he even said a bad word like his dad did. He even prayed like his dad did. And when his dad says, why are you doing that? He says, I've been watching you. I spent a lot of time watching my dad, Abraham. And in a lot of ways, it was like father, like son. You guys know that phrase, like father, like son? Okay, I want you to say it with me. Like father, like son. Okay, kids, can you say it louder than the adults? Like father, like son. Okay, here's the deal. I am a lot like my dad, Abraham. And he, I, I want you guys to help me out to remind the adults of that. So every time I go like this, I want you to say, like father, like son. Okay, so let's practice. Like father, like son. Oh, one more time. Like, like father, like son. Okay, it means you're going to have to listen and watch because I'm going to do this. And every time I do that, you just belt it out, okay? In a lot of ways, it was like me and my dad. When you read the stories of our lives, there was a ton of similarities. We did a lot of the same things. We went a lot of the same places. God even made some of the same promises to both of us. It was like father, like son, and it was like that because I spent a lot of time watching my dad. You know, on the first Sunday of this month, Pastor James talked about my dad Abraham being a worshiper. Anytime he stopped at camp, he, he made an altar and he worshiped the Lord, and I watched him do that, and I learned. Genesis 26, 25 says, Then Isaac, that's me, built an altar there and worshiped the Lord. Now remember, I told you I was out in the field meditating. I was thinking about God, and I was worshiping God. I was a worshiper like my dad. It was like father, like son. There's so many ways that we're alike. We both dug wells in a place called Beersheba. Oh, there you go. You guys got to yell louder than the adults. I'm giving you permission to yell in church. Okay. We both lived in a region of a land called Gerar. There we go, Ronnie. We both had wives that could not have children, and yet God gave us miracle children to both of us. And we both had to wait a long, long time to have them. Remember, I had to wait 20 years, and most people think that my dad had to wait 25 years. And in a lot of ways, it was? Yes, and neither of us let our sons marry the women from the towns that we were living in. We both sent them to a land called Pada Aram. And we both got wives for our sons from our homelands and our home families. Do you know why? It was because... Adults, feel free to join in if you know the phrase, okay? We both got so powerful and rich living as foreigners that while we were living there, for both of us, a king named Abimelech came with his army commander named Pakal to make treaties with us. He wanted us to swear that we would treat him well. My dad made the treaty, and I made the treaty because it was... Oh, good. Now... I'm not terribly proud of this next part, but both my dad and I did some lying that could have really hurt people. 
We both had our wives tell people they were our sisters. Both of us. We were both scared we'd get killed because our wives, my mom and my wife Rebecca, were very, very, very pretty people. So we lied. And you'd think I would have learned after watching my dad do it twice, but I didn't. I lied. I was watching him, and it was? Perhaps one of the coolest ways that we were alike was how similar God made promises to us both. Listen to the promise that God made to my dad. God said to him, I'm going to make you a father of a multiple of nations, multitude of nations, and I'll make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your seed after you from generation to generation. This is an everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your ancestors after you. And I'll give the entire land to Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. I'll be there. It will be their possession forever and I will be their God. That's a big promise, okay? And he made that to my dad, Abraham. Now listen to what he said to me. He said, live here as a foreigner in this land. I'll be with you. I'll bless you. I'll confirm that all these lands will be yours and your descendants, just as I promised your dad. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I'll give them all these lands, and through your descendants all nations of the earth will be blessed. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like the promise he gave my dad Abraham? Do you know why he gave me and my dad that same promise? Because it was like... Me and my dad were a lot alike, a lot alike. And I don't know if most people realize how closely our stories looked like each other, but they did because I had been watching my dad. I'm almost done with my story, but I want to point you towards one other father-son combo that people in, the, in, in Scripture and, and people today think really resembles my story. That father-son combo is God the Father and Jesus the Son. The connections deal a lot with that event that I told you about where my dad almost sacrificed me. You remember, I didn't say much in that, in that episode. I was pretty quiet, right? My dad Abraham, he took me to the top of a mountain, and it was Mount Moriah. And he was prepared to sacrifice his dearly beloved son. But God spared me. He called out to Abraham, and he, and he told him to stop. Now, many people see the similarities between that and Jesus. God's son. Jesus was also a beloved son of his father. Now most people believe that Mount Moriah, the mountain that I was almost sacrificed on, is where Jerusalem was later built. That means that Mount Moriah, another sacrifice, did take place. Jesus, the son, carried his own wood in the shape of a cross. And Jesus went to the cross quietly. And he was sacrificed, like this time for real, for all of us, so that you and I can be in right relationship with God and so that we can be called a son or a daughter of God. Jesus showed them and showed us tremendous love, the love of his Father. So in that way, it could be called like Father, like Son. First church Pastor James told me I need to give you a challenge. So I will. Adults, know this. You're being watched. You're being 
watched. It might be a child to a parent. It might be a niece or a nephew to an aunt or an uncle. It might be a neighbor kid to you. But you're being watched. And someday, some little person might say, I was watching them. And I want to be just like them. Know that you're being watched. Now, kids and adults, I want you to know this. There may be people that you really look up to and feel free to copy them like I did with my dad, especially on the things that point you to God. But I think more than copying a person, God would like us to copy His Son. Live, act, breathe, think, treat others the way Jesus did. And when you do that, you know what you'll be able to say? Like son, like father. Like son, like father. Guys, thank you so much for listening to my story. Maybe Pastor James will invite me back in another four or five years, and we'll tell it again. Let's pray, okay? Jesus, thank you so much for this story, for the story of Isaac. Thank you for what we could learn from it. Thank you, Lord, that you give us examples to follow. Thank you that you give us Jesus, who did get sacrificed for us. Lord, I pray that we would learn to live and breathe and have our being like him, so that we too can say we are like the Son, and in being so, we are like the Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.